Aloha. Hello and welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you all for joining us. Episode number 424 of the show, the, the Fatal Attraction episode. So this, like I said last week, and don't be afraid to share this one with your girl. Just, chicks love this movie. I watched it with my chick. She was excited to watch it. Women love this movie. And it's, it's a good entryway for the females to get into the show because a lot of times you tell somebody goes, hey, what's your podcast about? And you go, well, it's kind of about sports. And they go, they're out at that point. And it's not even about sports. So you go, oh, they do. You tell them, oh, the show I listened to, they review movies and they did Fatal Attraction this week. I keep wanting to say Basic Instinct. Fatal Attraction, a pretty good movie. Basic Instinct, a really bad movie. And But both with Michael Douglas because he never wasn't in stuff back then. Uh, so tell your, tell your lady, your bride, your better half about the show. See if she's into podcasts or get her into podcasts. Get her into this one specifically. And then... Get her to join our red circle because if you have one subscription in the family, that's nice. But two is better. Two is more than one. How can, how can, how can be, how can less be more when more is more. So get, have her subscribe. Also click the link in the show notes, five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year. And you get all the bonus material, every, everything extra. Like you're not going to hear this whole show that we're doing today. Unless you're subscribed to the all the bonus material that we do here. So please do that. Be be a good soldier for us. I am joined now, as always, by Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, how are you, buddy? Doing well. Um, but I want to tell a story, but I'd rather have uh, a oh. full crew here before I tell it. I am I am into that. Um we are also joined as we are often. You know, I mean, if you listen to the our uh, our Bachelor podcast, you're going to know this guy. Or if you've just been listening to us over the years, you'll also know him. Of course, I'm talking about the great Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you, my friend? Hello, everybody. Yeah, buddy. Hey, Jason. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been on the um, the Baller Lifestyle. I, I thought that maybe you and or Ed uh, were out of the Jason Stewart oh, business. Man, I love oh, it. Never. Yeah. Never, ever. Jason Stewart business. When was the last time you were on? Was it Valley Girl? That had to be a while ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That couldn't have been. The, girl. No, no, it wasn't the last one. We did the most racist uh, Christmas movie of all time. Trading oh, Places. you know, that's, you know, what's interesting. I love is that movie so you much. Were on, you were on Valley Girl and Ed Daly hated Valley Girl. Wasn't a fan. Zero stars from Ed Daly. And then we did Trading Places, which is a fantastic movie, a Christmas movie, one that we all love. And you, Jason Stewart was not a fan. Tepid response from him. Yeah. No, no. I I was a fan. I was just shocked at the blatant racism. At one one point, I think you said something like, you actually, you guys actually like this 
Yeah, or, you were surprised that I said I loved it. Yes. No, no, you had said that it's like your favorite, like top three of all time. That's yes. when I got really I said surprised. It, I said it's like a top five comedy for me, for sure. It's yeah. No, it is. It's a great movie. It's a fantastic. So that wasn't that long ago, Jason. That was just Christmas. So that was like five, six months ago. Yeah. What do you And like? I was thinking yeah. with, with this new Top Gun coming out, Jason, you did the first Top Gun with us. I was thinking oh, yeah. we should yeah. we should do that at some point. Yeah, episode one twenty eight. So what you're promising me, Ed, is two parter. The when the Top Gun comes out on streaming in six months, I'll be back on the no. show. Shit, shit comes. I mean, I'm going to no. see it in the theaters. Oh yeah, we all but, are. But uh, if if you don't, things are coming on streaming. Like I saw something in the theater, and then it's like, hey, by the way, this is on streaming. Like two weeks later. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. weird. It's, and it's so, very I, fast these days. I mean, some of them are day and date where they everything comes out right. comes out on every platform the same day. I mean, Top Gun won't be that, but we're going to see it. We're all seeing it at the theater. Yeah, Fuck yeah. I mean, yeah, I, think, I think we should do it. You guys, both of you guys, see tons of movies. You guys are big, big movie guys. I don't see as many as I used to, but I make it out for the biggies, and I'm definitely going to see gonna that see, one. Oh yeah, it's I'm out of town. You know, the week it comes out. So I might be a little bit behind you guys, but I'm definitely I'm going to make a run. And I watched the original Top Gun. I might have to re-listen to our pod. Like I said, episode 128. Again, this is that's a good ball and chain episode because because ladies like they like Top Gun, too. And I was watching ball or uh, ball. And chain. I was watching Top Gun the other night. I mean, we, we did a podcast about it and it's a very gay movie. It's it's even gayer. It's so much more gay than. I even originally realized the first time we reviewed it. I mean, a lot of homoerotic. We, we didn't undertones. miss anything with that volleyball scene. That's for sure. I mean, yeah. it's slider. That was, the, that was the most overt, the volleyball yeah. scene. But you're well, right. I saw, I, th- I saw a headline today yeah. saying that Tom Cruise sang that song on James Corden last night. No. Yeah, whatever. The, uh, love and Feeling. And oh. I was like, that might be the clip that I will avoid the hardest in life. Wow. Yeah, that's sad. That's a sad one. Like it's just, just when you thought that James Corden could, couldn't get any worse. Yeah. Speaking I, that's of gotta be the worst people. moment in television. Yeah. I mean, I'm well, I mean, isn't he like surprisingly like young? He's younger. Yeah. He's like 42. Jesus. I know. Hold on. Let's hold on. I'm, it's James. I'm, you, you've piqued my interest here. James Corden, Tom Cruise, uh, Jet. Do they do? Oh my God! They don't do it in a jet, do they? You know, Tom know. Cruise is a pilot. No, I don't uh, put it on. It's going to be awful. Oh, uh, Tom Cruise terrifies James in Top Gun fighter jet. Well, that's I don't want to hear that. But um, what should I type in? That's probably it. Do you think they like, did it? You think? They, I think he was singing in the plane. Stop. You gotta stop. Okay, here we go. Let's, let's click it. Is there gonna be a? Oh, it's fifteen minutes long. Oh my god. We're gonna have to. Oh. It is four fifty-six a.m. I'm in Burbank Airport, mm, and I'm been, here because there? Tom Cruise has asked me to meet him here at five a.m. When Tom Cruise calls, you sort of have to say yes. Yeah, so. yeah. It's pretty famous. Oh yeah, it is. It's like a. Like a Lear G4, maybe. Hey, I mean, Tom, Tom Cruise here? is a pilot. Huh? What are we doing? We're going to have a day. Really? We're going to have a day. Yeah. 
James, James Corden, slightly oh. taller than Tom Cruise with the lifts. Okay. Okay, they're flying. They're probably going to interview him. Oh, it's a Honda, the jet. Okay, here's another one. Oh, he's flying like a World War II fighter. Okay. I just want to hear the song. Put your hands on my waist. Okay. That's a higher pitch sound. Wow. Tom Cruise is shoe polishing the hair these days to just an extreme degree. He's almost 60. Oh. I don't, I don't know what this is. Some kind of wolf. Okay. Are they going to jump out of a plane? Right. I don't see him singing the song. Oh, now he's flying. He's flying like a MIG. Can he do this? Is this legal? Yeah, I don't think so. I, no. me out that this exists. Why would you do this? Now, Jason Stewart, you often you jump out of planes. Love it. Yeah, I love jumping you, out of planes. Like yeah. actively, like you didn't just yeah. do it once. You do this. No, that's I did it once. Oh, okay. I wanted to make it sound like I could do it a lot. You would do it again, though. Oh yeah, if it uh, if it was less expensive and more accessible, yeah. I do it all the time. Well, what is you got to? Well, first of all, and you have to like train and stuff, or do you just yeah, get strapped to barely, something? No, yeah, as long as you're jumping, training. you're you're strapped to a guy the entire time. That's okay. That's the uh, it's the most badass yeah. thing I've ever done. I was strapped to a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it's and also you bungee so you you're oh, you're yeah, a real th- i know That's it's crazy, crazy. Oh, yeah. i know it's crazy you're jason you're a real thrill seeker would yeah. would you be up to be flown in in a late model russian mig with tom cruise wire in? I'd, I'd love it I'd, yeah i'm into it i'm yeah. into it and then maybe you could get because everyone knows you're an actor. We did not sure which episode it was that we did here, but we did the uh, we did the inside the actors stew deal where we great. where we I watched covered, that that one movie on Tubi with was it Tessa yeah. Thompson? Oh man, he real remember he really set us up for Tubi. Yep. Oh it's no, a- that was. Murder on the 13th floor. Yeah. Is yes. Yeah. yes, I can still remember it. it was- Tessa Thompson, who did is in the, the Thor movies. Did you, you have know. scenes with her? No, I didn't have yeah. a scene with her. But um, I will say this. She's at Alice. the cocktail party, right? Yeah. I know oh. Ed's got – Ed has a story to tell, but let me, let's play a quick game. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Six, uh, try to – I used to play a, a board game called Starcross, and I loved it. And you, you basically what you did was you picked out of a pile two actors and the person that can connect the two actors in as least amount of movies as possible won. Oh, so, so this is like uh, six Tom degrees. Kevin Bacon. Six yes. degrees. Tom Cruise with and, the guys and Jason came up Stewart. with the Kevin Bacon game. Oh. Yes. Nice. Yes. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Okay. Are you able to connect me in uh, the fewest movies possible with Tom Cruise? Um, Ed's going to be better at this. Let me think about it. Well, well I mean, I mean, I'm, wait, so yeah. I, oh, I could do it. I, I could just, I could do it right now. Ed was in, or uh, Ed, Jason was in, um, murder at the Presidio with LDR. Yeah. LDR. LDP. 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 Oh. L- LDP. 
Yeah, LDP was in Young Guns with Kiefer, buddy Whoa. of mine. Who is Kie- in Kiefer Few was Good Men. Few Good Men. Yep. No, you may not. Um, so what's that? What's Very that, two good. degrees? That's three. That's three movies or two? Three. Three. Very uh, good. I don't think I can top that because I can't think of uh, Lou Diamond or was... Gina was, Gershon. Yeah, Gina Gershon. Yes. Was she in... Oh, eight, was, Cocktail. So that's one degree. Cocktail. Wait a minute. Gershon was in Cocktail? Shut up. Holy wasn't, shit. Wasn't she, she like what, like early in the movie? Is she, no, she's in the whole movie, Cocktail. She's the love interest. She's... Yeah. She, She's the one that fucks Tom Cruise, and then yeah. Brian, what's his name, has to one up her, and he and he cucks yes. Tom Cruise by fucking yes. his chick. So that's yeah, that's the one uh, at the Walt Whitman bar. Cocktail connects me with Tom Cruise. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Um. So my story is is just a laugh at my expense. I'm yeah. doing a cross training thing today. I'm doing plank punches. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know it. Mm-hmm. And. I lower my head for a second and I punched myself in the fucking face hard and like dazed myself this morning. Like I, so you I didn't, were do- like I punched myself. Yeah. Like I have a decent um, yeah. jab, I guess. No. Cause I like dropped my head and the hand was still coming and I clocked myself like in the nose and saw stars. Um, it was, it was the dumbest thing. Like I, I fell to the ground from the plank position. I was like, I just punched and myself in the fucking you just, face. You dropped your head. Like you were dropped just. Dropped my head. Like I just, I don't yeah. know what I was doing. Like I was tired or something. And, yeah. but I kept the punches going and I punched myself in the face. It was very weird. Shh, Ed, do we, do we need to go offline right now? Is, every, <laughs> is everything okay at home? Yeah. I'm blinking. I'm, yeah. I'm blinking. Yes. And do the hand signals. Like, yeah, there's do, no, there's no marks. There's <laughs> I, but, I got myself in the body. No, there's no marks on me, but yeah. it was enough that like I, I did the old like seeing stars thing. Like I got, I got punched in the face. That's what the good abusers do, Jason. <laughs> they work the body. Ed. Yes, they make it. They make it. They know the pressure points. That's what the good cops learn to do so they don't get. Oh, episode 143 is inside the actor's studio. I would I would encourage everyone to listen to that. We sure. cover Jason Stewart. Jason Stewart, who is. One de- one degree removed, or two degrees removed from Tom Cruise. Indeed, yep. in so a movie. What, so let's start off. This movie came out when I was eleven, and I I was very aware of this movie and like the big scene in this movie, but I didn't yeah. see it in the theaters. No, fuck no. I um I remember like my mom and her friends being into it, which sounds about right for the time. You know, like right. I don't. But I, everybody was talking about the rabbit. Yeah, it was a big deal. The rabbit, the I won't be ignored, Dan. It was a whole thing. Um, but I don't, and I saw it maybe, I don't know, like in my 20s or teens. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I don't remember seeing it. I, I think I'd only seen it once, maybe twice before I watched I, it. I just think we remember watching it in the movie theater and I, I – it was a. Well, you're great, much older than we are, Jason. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I was born '72, so that's right. Um, I I remember it being a great audience experience because there are a couple of things in this movie that you just didn't see. I mean, 
like yeah. shocking moments. And I remember yeah. it being fucking great. It was a great yeah. shocking thriller to experience with everybody. Well, yeah, because like he's so Glenn Close is she's braless the entire time. Yes, it's, never wears yeah. bra. Yeah, yeah it's, there's no bras there, happening. Two things: she likes to smoke inside, and yep. she doesn't wear a bra. Well, it was the '80s. Everybody yeah. smoked inside back then. That was NBD, totally allowable. Um, and bras were like whatever. You know, she's got doesn't have you know great big breasts, so she can she can go braless. But I mean. She, you know, she was wearing like sheer tops out to lunch with, with full <laughs> nipples on display. Yeah. Turkey was done in this movie. Um, yeah. So the first time I saw it, it was in a bullshit college class where uh, the, I had like the honors classes in college where I was part of the honors program. And those were the easiest classes. And so yeah. they had some interesting choices. And I chose one that was Images of masculinity in literature and film. Oh. And then you had to pick. You like wanted to see the Cox Daily's Choice, Ed. Of course. Yeah. So so it was like this whole um, film and and um, and book, obviously, literature and film. Yeah. And then your final presentation had to be you had to pick like a common theme. And I did the movies of Michael Douglas yeah. because there was a long stretch where he was playing a certain type of guy where it was the guy whose life is spiraling out of control. And yeah. that, that even goes to falling down. That goes to uh, basic instinct. All, yeah. all these movies, they're very connected in that, like his life is unraveling. And so that was the first time I saw it. And being 21 or whatever, I remember mm. thinking I was too fixated. I mean, shallowly, I was too fixated on Glenn Close's looks Watching yeah. it for the second time yeah. just this week, she is an amazing actress. Like in she's, this. she's so amazing. good, she's so good in this. She's thing. so good. She's everyone in this movie is good. Like she's so yeah, good. This is a very well acted movie. Yes, it, compl- it completely holds up. Like, it does. Yeah. Other than the very dated eighties things that we we just discussed, but there is you know no obvious cell phones and and yeah. busy signals and landlines and whatever. Yeah. But the themes, the acting, the acting is tremendous. And so like, good. This movie doesn't take like the outrageous leaps that a lot of 80s movies did. Like most of the movies made in the 80s were done by like creators on Coke and they yeah. just took weird. Oh, oh this yeah. was too. This was Correct. for sure. Every, yeah. yeah. And every once in a while, this gets a little out of control, but it kind yeah. of stays in its lane. And it stays it's true really, to itself, I think. It really yeah. is. It's a yeah. great watch uh, 25 years later. It's been 25 years. Yeah. Crazy. I was surprised how much I liked it this time. It's, it's really good. And I always, you know, I have a standard joke where I'm like, this is, you know, you know how, um, how, movie producers you know how you could tell movie producers in the 80s were doing tons of coke as they tried to make glenn close a sex symbol and that you know it's a joke she had a perm and stuff but she's not she's not unattractive in this movie to, to quote my girlfriend christina yeah. um yeah. ann archer is much more attractive so than that, she, she's beautiful this I, is, was, I was surprised by that i'd forgotten how good looking she was yeah this is this is this is the big fatal flaw for dan gallagher in this movie michael douglas is he cheats down. You never cheat down. It's you only cheat up. You don't cheat down. Only bad things can come from cheating down. You you always cheat up. Mildred, and, Mildred Banna. It happens. Right. It does. It does happen. It does. It absolutely does happen. But it's always a mistake. Uh, Ann Archer 
is stunning. She's so was she, beautiful. Was she like Patriot Games? What else? I'm trying to think of oh, what else she was in, but she, she was in tons. She was kind of like a Madeline Stowe where yeah, she, yeah. Was, she was hot and she was just in every movie back then. I believe, let's look at her. I wanted to say an airplane movie. Was it Air Force One or? Uh, oh, might have been. Yeah, because she was always the wife. Oh, right. Patriot Games. Good Patriot, one, at, yeah. or Jason. Yeah, you're right. I'm yeah, going to keep misnaming you guys. That was it. That was it. Yeah. I believe, and I'm, I'm not certain, but I believe Ann Archer is a Scientologist. I mean, many wow, are. She got a lot of work yeah. in the 90s. Let's they get a lot of work. Oh, they did. They read. Oh, she was on Mannix. That's how long she's been around. She was on Love American Style. That's like early 70s, right? Yes. Early. She's been working since 1970. Had to be wow. a child actor. Yeah. Yeah. Hawaii Five O. She so was she's, on Iron So Side. she's got to be in her like early 70s. I would say now. she's in her 70s. Okay. Let's see here. Let's get up to this. Wow. How old? I, I just saw how old she is. Okay. Don't, wait, don't get. Oh, she was on Falcon oh. Crest. I mean, she's oh. working Love American style. I'm just going to say she's my parents' age, so she's uh, – she can't quite be that. She's she's in her 70s. I'm going to say 72. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd say, like, she might be, like, 75. Fatal. Okay, so Fatal Attraction is her first big movie role. Okay. Then she's in Eminent Domain. That sounds familiar. That sounds like a Seinfeld movie. Like, you know how they would be like, hey, we're getting yeah, tickets to go up. see Eminent Domain. Yeah, like a yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Eminent Domain. I think it was about. It sounds like it's a thriller. Like somebody wouldn't yeah. leave their yeah. their house. Or it's something. it's some kind of like communist thing. Um, Donald Sutherland is in it, and he's real fucking old. Patriot Games. Oh, Body of Evidence. I believe is that another Adrian line. Oh, that's the, oh um, no, that's the one with Willem Dafoe and um and oh, Madonna. Madonna, yeah. where she pours the candle wax on his nipples. Yes, that's another sex fueled romp. Thriller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, she's a worker. Okay. Let's, should we do, well, Ed, you, or Jason, you already know. Should we do, uh, how fucking old is this guy right now? Let's, we'll do the whole cast. What's his age? I can't explain. He was young. That's when he did that thing. Okay, so we're saying I'm saying like mid seventies. Michael Ed, Douglas, early seventies. Michael Douglas has got to be. I'm going to say late seventies because he yeah. produced Cuckoo's Nest. He's been yeah. around forever. Streets yeah. of San Francisco. He yeah. been like. I'm going to say he is seventy seven. Seventy seven. Okay. Um. Hold on. So did this go from Ann Archer to Michael Douglas? Yeah, well, let's do let's do Archer first because I'm on that page. <laughs> and, Ar- Archer, I'm going to say, is 71. Yeah, pretty close. She's 75, right? Of 1947? That means she was 40. She was 40. Yeah. When this movie filmed, yeah, she looks amazing. Yeah, she really yeah, she's a good. Uh, Michael Douglas. Okay, let's guess Michael Douglas. You're, what'd you say, Ed? I'm not going to look this time. I'm going to say 77. Yeah, I would say right. Ah, oh, fuck. I would say right in there. I'm going to go. I'm going to take the over and say that Michael Douglas is 78. Jason? Mm, man, I, I was going to guess around there. I can't say 80, so I'll say 79 just to mix it up. Yeah, 
September 25th, 1944. That makes him 78. There you go. Bingo. Right? Right around wow. D-Day or? So this movie came out in 87. Right around so- D-Day. So Spartacus is like, I'm so excited. I need to spread yeah, my I seed. Need, I need to. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he was an actor. Um, so he's born. So he would have been 42 or 40, 42 when they shot it, 43 when it came out. I That makes me feel better because I'm watching it and I'm because he's thir- they say he's 36 at some point in the movie. Right. But he and I'm actually, like, yeah, yeah, I think oh, Glenn Gross said she's 32 at some point. Did she yeah. not? OK, let's look her up. Let's I, I would guess she's. Yeah, she's probably very similar to Ann Archer, but yeah. maybe even like a year younger. Maybe she's. Yeah, whatever Ann Archer is. You said 75. I'll say she's 74 now. Okay, 74. I'm going to say even younger she is. She kind of has that late in life Les look, which is okay. No, no, no disrespect. I'm going to say she's a little younger. I'm going to say she's like 72. Jason? Uh, right between Archer and, uh, and Douglas. So what, 76, okay. 77? Oh, you guys nailed it. She's the, she's the exact same age as Ann Archer. Born 19, wait. Yeah, 1947. That makes her 75. 75. So they're all they're all kind of age appropriate. It wasn't a real how old is this fucking guy in the movie. They all kind of look like the age that they the, the first were. loop that they threw me was they were calling the kid Ellen. And I was like, oh, that's not a son. I know. I, yeah. I thought it was a boy. That was kind of weird. Strange choice. Uh, uh, were they attempting to make the kid androgynous? It was. Did you- who Did you guys baby- recognize the babysitter? Oh, yeah, she was in Thirty Rock. Jane Krakowski. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dad, dad says I'm the best French kisser. Yeah, in, she in vacation. She she still had. She was a little zoftig. She still had the baby yeah. the, the um yeah. the baby weight from or baby fat from. How yeah. about how about the head of the? How about Herman Munster being the head of the uh, firm <laughs> smoking a pipe? He wants so he wanted so badly to not be known as Herman Munster, but everything he did, it's like, hey, look, it's Herman Munster. I mean, even the judge and my cousin Vinny, it's like Herman Munster. I mean, what a what a role though. Herman Munster was the best. Herman Munster is great. He, I mean, not easy to act. That show is so funny. I think we talked about on the show before. I tried to maybe like. Eight, nine years ago, I tried to introduce my kids to it. And they're like, okay, what is this? Why is it black and white? Why is Frankenstein? Like, they didn't get it at all. And I was just laughing so hard. But there's no one else could have been Herman Munster. And then once you're Herman Munster, no, you can't be anything else. I know. It's just one of those things. You have to be him. Yeah. You just have to be Herman Munster forever. Uh, so, yeah, so, by the way, I put yeah. it on in the background just to like have yeah. some reference points. Yeah. And in that first scene, Ann Archer brushing her teeth, not yeah. wearing a bra either. Yeah. No bras. I mean, she's so bang. They go to that book launch. So at first, of course, I should have known because everybody's a lawyer in 80s movies or, or they work in advertising. Or a very wealthy author. And I can tell you the author part is is – that's yeah, very shocking. There's not there's not a lot of fanfare <laughs> yeah. for book releases. <laughs> there is it. Even yeah, when like, I even my first book was, pub, was published by Random House. They don't give a fuck about yeah. authors. I saw so I thought that too. Like they go it's very 80s. They're going to like a book launch 
And it's why is it so crowded? Like the whole fucking restaurant is packed with people because they wanted it. They wanted to laugh at Japanese stereotypes at the party. Yeah, I know. Well, they're like, I hope you like sushi because this was like the real sushi was really getting launched. Yeah, this was the the Japanese explosion. Like they're buying up real estate and we, we need to take on their culture. It was just I remember everybody was curious about Japan, like. World yeah. War II, enough time had passed, yes. and now we were, like, starting to uh, warm up to Japanese culture. Yeah, they were like China is today. Um, yeah. And now, <laughs> Adrian Lyne directed this, and I believe this is the only decent no, movie. No, 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 no. I looked her up last night. No, it's she a he. She has a couple. It's he, a he, right? He's a he. Oh, yeah. well, wait a minute. What? No, no, we got we to gotta retrace. I looked up the director of this movie last night, and she's done a lot of good movies. Still a he. Last Dance, Jacob's Ladder, Indecent Proposal, which was another Michael Douglas out of control sex movie. Wait, Wait, no, that's that's Robert Redford. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Indecent Proposal. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, We sound pretty informed right Um, now. Unfaithful, that's the movie that that my, my buddy worked on. Oh, that we were uh, with Diane Lane. And, yeah, and, uh, and Olivia Martinez, and yeah. yeah, his breath could knock a buzzard off a shit wagon, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, nine and I, a half weeks. Yeah, that's he. This Adrian Line was like synonymous with like dirty sex. Oh, I forgot Junior Soprano was in the. It was in Unfaithful. I, I could have sworn this director was a female. That, I totally not. got that wrong. You're the only one no. that thinks that. I clicked on yeah. the picture. I mean, yeah, it, there's wow. it's not. I mean, there's no gray area. This is definitely well known. Yeah, it's okay. you know he's he has an ambiguous name. Oh, he directed uh, Flashdance, and before that, Foxes. Remember that Foxes? No. Was no. that Jody Foster? Oh right. Are you talking about Little Darlings or what? No, Foxes. Fox Fox Force Five. Jody Foster, Scott oh, Bayo in Bayo. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. This, that's when Bayo was doing work. Oh, a group of four teenage girls comes of age in the asphalt desert of Los Angeles, San Fernando Valley, arranged with a blazing soundtrack and endless drinking drugs and sex. Ed, write it down. Yeah, we, we, gotta do, we should do Foxes. I mean, it's, Even- star- it's starring Scott, Scott Bayo, billed as Scotty Bayo. Yeah. And just the term foxes is yes. so 1980. Like so nobody dumb. used the word foxes. No, and also that. also they're teens. Like that's that's kind of dirty. Like you're calling it like I'm, right. I'm kind of gross. Yes. He's he's getting Calm down, to, buddy. Calm down. Ease up, buddy. But, but this director had some great choices. I I yeah. I think that he didn't make a lot of movies, but the ones he did were yeah. impactful. Yeah. I mean, think it's of the, the casting of this movie is perfect. It really is. He, he, and he, even Stuart Pank in the yes. uh, not necessarily the news. It plays yes. for like the, the the cheesy buddy who's like thinking he's getting women's attention at the oh. party. And, and he's a young guy and he's fat and he's doing that thing where he pulls his belt up over the belly. Yeah. <laughs> which never works out. You no. always go the belt. Just let the belly hang over the belt. It's less. He's doing the Chris Christie. The Chris yes, Christie. Yes, he is. Now, didn't Stuart Pankin also have like a? Um, didn't he also have a sitcom? He was on. Yeah. It's Gary Shandling's show. I think he was one of the. Yes. I think he was like a, 
a friend or neighbor on that show. But yeah, I think he had like a a bigger role on another sitcom. Yes, I do. Yes, he's he's a very recognizable face. Yeah, all the actors are good. I mean, the story's the story's pretty good. He's you know he's this he's this lawyer and his wife's out of town. They're buying a house upstate in the country. Did you guys think it was weird? that they buy the house upstate and then within like two days, it looks completely lived in and there's fucking clutter <laughs> everywhere and like newspapers. And it's like, when did you guys that's, move in? That you read the true. picture? Anybody, anybody who's moved knows that it takes like a year to be fully moved. I, I've lived in this place for like eight months and on the landing of my stairs, there's like nine pictures that need to be hung still. And they're, they're never getting hung. Like it's just, they moved in and a week later, like all their fucking deodorant was there and their floss was by the bed and just like everything they needed was right at hand. It was amazing. The timeline. Yeah. The timeline's unclear in this movie. They, I I think they do skip ahead quite a bit, but they don't leave markers to let you know that they have. No. You're saying like how, how much time do you think has passed from when he talks to, to Glenn close briefly at the party to when they, three weeks. Yeah. It seems, it seems like it should be a couple weeks, but I think the timeline in the movie is more like six months. Really? And by the way, Jim Walsh of 90210 bumped Stuart Pankin and he spills his drink on himself. He has no speaking lines, but he just walks through and bumps uh, him. So I saw that James, what's his name? In the Eckhouse. um, Eckhouse. I saw that and I'm like, wait. Who was in Trading Places? Valentine, you made bail. Yes. And I was like, I didn't see him and I wasn't going to go back because it it said like guy at party. Yeah, it's it's right in the beginning when yeah. like I think uh, Pankin is like, "Hey, check her out." Talking about Glenn Close, and then he gets bumped and he spills his cocktail on himself. So much champagne drinking in this movie. I don't know about you guys, and I like to drink. Don't get me wrong, and I enjoy the flavor of a champagne. But my favorite thing about champagne is much like Tommy Bur- Tommy's Burger, I'm having the bad side effects of champagne while I'm still consuming the glass of champagne. Like I'm already <laughs> hung over. I'm, I'm two thirds of a way through a glass of champagne. I'm looking for a place to lie down. I'm asking for aspirin. And meanwhile, these people are going to go into cocktail parties and they're just opening more and more bottles of champagne has champagne. Uh, I mean, champagne is a very eighties beverage, but did they just not have hangovers back then? Or, or would they just toot up in the morning to feel better? Yeah. I, I, I I agree with everything you said. I only see it at weddings and uh, New Year's parties, and yes. it does just give me a headache. I, it it really I, does, I, and I enjoy it. And even good champagne gives me a headache. I I really enjoy it. Well, Jason, you mentioned something about this, and I, I don't know how we lived like this, guys. The ringing phones. Why did phones were they required? To ring so harshly before the advent of cell phones. I mean, every phone rings so loud. It's not, look, I'm not 911 at my house. Like if I get it, I get it. It was such, it was such a big deal to answer a a ringing phone. Was that, did that bring back memories for you guys? It especially, it's it's one of the most dated things when you see that in movies, you're like, Oh, that's weird. And, and also like the phones and uh, this rung true for me because this was the way it was in my house. 
the phones are always in the like the most inconvenient places to have a long conversation, like on the wall in the kitchen. You're just right. supposed to just stand there and talk on the phone. And there's I remember there's the, a oh, there's a time in this where like the with the landline and that very old um, answering machine, like yeah. oh yeah, the you know in the cell phone age or even like digitally, if you got Instagram or Snap or whatever, like you expect a certain uh, response when you reach out to your significant other because they're they're so accessible. To think that you had to call the landline, luckily get them while they're not in the bathroom or whatever, and then have them pick up the landline. That was the only way you were going to see if they were home or not. So when the wife calls them and she's like, hey, where were you? You weren't there. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah but it's about a 999% chance he, he wasn't going to answer the phone. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's what the strange thing about the landline was, is that when were people ever available? Right. How did, how did we ever communicate with people? If somebody didn't answer their phone, you just would never see them again. They would they would completely <laughs> leave your life. I was telling I, my uh, my son has a um, a friend who moved to Chicago and I was like, you can kind of just stay in touch. And yeah. I was like, back when I was a kid, when somebody moved to Chicago, Gone. it was like they died. There was, no. <laughs> there was just no chance of ever seeing them again, talking yeah. to them. Nothing. It was, that no, was it. It's, it's over. And and it's it's gone to the other extreme where kids don't even do anything with their friends anymore because they're just always in contact via texting or fucking gaming or whatever. It's like, oh, I don't need to have anybody over because we're always like kind of together anyway. It's weird. Right. But, you know, that has also done a great service. There's nobody yeah. knocking on the door. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I was watching the show. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was watching. Uh, what's that show on Showtime that uh, that 50, 50 Cent uh, produces? Oh, any stars Power? In? Jason. Jason. Power. Power. Yeah. Showtime. Do you think I'm I fucking think rich stars. over here? <laughs> but but it's made in modern day, you know, and yeah. it, if you guys watch it, it's laughable how many house calls are made. Like people just you know show up at people's doors like that doesn't happen. People no. just don't show up at doors anymore. No, no, never. It's it's rude. I mean, it's rude. Now it's rude to call someone. Like if you don't text <laughs> first and say, "Hey, can I call you?" You're you're considered an asshole. Imagine, imagine just be like, "Hey, I was driving by and I'm just knocking on your fucking door to see what you're doing today." Like, there's no there's nothing more rude. All right. Gary Gallman uh, has a great line. Yeah. He, he's got this special on HBO called The, the Great Depression. That's I, I, good. Oh, that's it's, really great. it's really good. And in that, I think it's in that uh, special. Maybe it's another YouTube thing that I saw, but he's like, the phone is simply an app on my phone. Yeah. And, it, <laughs> and, it, and if you use it, you yeah. better have a good reason to use it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't, I, why do we even call them phones anymore? That's, like, yeah. that's the I last thing you want to do. I would take it one step further and I'd say it's rude to leave a voicemail at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> I never listen to him. And people are like, like why do we hey, have to listen when you can just type it out? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a buddy that's like, hey, dude, your fucking voicemail's full. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, we'll delete some. And I'm like, well, I don't like really. Need. Yeah. 
something like five years ago, maybe even ten years ago, the missed call became the voicemail. Yeah, that's the oh, voicemail. okay. Ed called me. I, I'll yeah. get back to him if I want. That is kind of funny though, because Ed had texted me a little while ago, and then maybe like ten minutes or I don't know, an hour after he texted me, I was driving. I looked down, and it's like FaceTime audio from like you were call- like Ed was calling me. He's basically calling me, and I'm like, "Whoa, is this is somebody dying?" Like, is he, is this man okay? Like, why am I getting a call right now? And then I, then I answered it and I realized it was just like a lot of, it was a butt dial situation, which is fine. But just the fact that he might have been calling me was. Cause I've, I've I've never called you. Not once. I don't think so. Yeah. I was like in a state of shock. Like, well, oh my God, I hope everything's okay. I was (laughs) very worried. Ed and me having beers in Manhattan one day. Manhattan? Is that yeah. the the closest? Uh, have you ever had beers? That is with your Ed? that's no. your Kevin Bacon connection. That's you've right. had beers with me, and yes. you've had beers with Brian. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I was but I Jason. Noticed... We didn't call to make plans. We just no, texted. We, we texted a lot of text messages. Right. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, like I have some people that I text with that I just only DM, and I'm like. I could text, I could give this person my phone number, but it's like, why? It's never, they never have a problem getting a hold of me just via DM. So it's like, you don't like even texting is like denotes like a close relationship with somebody in a lot of ways. Right. So, so Michael Douglas, Dan Gallagher, he makes a lot of bad decisions in this movie. And look, he's horny. (laughs) He sure does. But this is Glenn Close, Alex Forrest. And do you think it's, so they give her sort of a, a masculine last name and she's and starting out the movie, she's very like alpha, you know, she's yeah. she's definitely the aggressor, which is interesting because she's like, should we um, go to dinner or something? And they go out and Dan Gallagher is going on and on about being a lawyer. I mean, it sounded so fucking boring. And <laughs> she's like, hey, um, so your wife's out of town. Should we just go home and fuck like this guy is this guy's so dull about his fucking publishing law job or whatever he does. Shouldn't that have been a red flag to him? And, and I'll say this to most guys. If a chick is interested in you, shouldn't that be a red flag to you? <laughs> if there's you're saying if there's no chase, if it's yeah. just like. He's talking about law and she's yeah. like, okay, so let's fuck after oh, this dinner. Guy's, this guy's super dull. He's he's yarning on about, oh yeah, the cases and the law and the and the reading and the books. And she's like, hey, let's go to your let's go to my place and fuck. And he's like, well, okay, I'll get the check. Like seemed a little seemed a little sus in that sense because he's done nothing to attract her. I think the dialogue during the restaurant scene like sets up the entire like the entire movie is set up on in the restaurant scene. And I thought it was so well written. Yeah. Like there's so good. She she gives a couple of red flags in there, but she also she acts she acts it so well. Like it, it's it's fun to watch. And I think at some point she does something um, that she does a couple more times in the movie is she makes him uncomfortable. She. She's accused him of being a naughty boy, being with a strange woman while his wife is out of town. Um, and he's like, having dinner isn't a, isn't a crime. And he, she says, not yet. But that's like one of the, like, that's the first time that she says something like direct and forward, like not ironically that you're like, okay, she's a, she's a little bit more than crazy here. Yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. And then the next scene answers the question that we usually ask in these movies. Oh, it's going to wait till the end. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it tells us right away. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those ones, and I, I hate to disappoint our dear friend Ivan out there, but the there's there's not really much debate in this movie as to who the loud comer is. Like, there's one loud comer in this movie, right? Well, there's two. Yeah, but but yeah. it's but yeah, son of Spartacus really loves styling it. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> and look, I know it's the movies and you're tr- they're trying to be horny and shit, but he's like nailing her on top of the dirty dishes, which is just like, look, I don't care. I, and, and it's a New York City apartment, so I didn't see like any dishwasher. I don't I don't think it was the 80s. I don't think was things were getting too sanitized. <laughs> like, I don't I don't really want to know that my dinner plate has had your jism on it. You know? <laughs> And there was a, as they were doing it on the sink, like she turns the water on and reaches back and then like wipes his face with the water, whatever. But they're putting it in their mouth and it's hot water. You're not supposed to drink that. That was strange. Like the, the, the sex scene is, is, um, is obviously, um, iconic and everything, but but let me ask you guys this. Yeah. I'm confused at this point. Whose place are they at? Whose place her, are they fucking? So his. I had to have this clarified. It's her place in the meatpacking district that we and we see it later, but you don't know yeah. at first. Yeah, you, maybe you don't know at first, but then you see him go to her place, and that's a different place. And and Ed, I know the meat. Wait, pack- hold on a second. Hold on a second. Oh, you oh, just sorry. said something that 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 Wait. is the very crux of my confusion. Yeah, were they fucking in her place, and then they went to her other place later? I think they're what's fucking it? at his place at what's, first, right? And then and then. Then when they 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 have the elevator scene, that's her place. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's the second session. That's no, they're fucking at the, her place both times. Oh, they, they are. are. Yes. Okay. No, yeah. no, because yeah. because no. when they go to the second place, he's acting surprised, like he's never been there before. Uh, and, and and if they're fucking in his place, there was no dog in that first scene. Right. They're, they're total def- confusion. They're well, def- I, well, I, I could just be wrong. stumbled upon. Remember, we were talking about the realism of this movie. Yeah. yeah. A guy going dancing after he's had sex is so that's no, completely this is, irregular. This is a big this this that's that the yayo so that's the that yayo talking because they bang they they get it out and look I know it's the eighties and you're trying to make things sexy but like banging on the dishes and then then he's like inner and he's like trying to carry her to the room and he's like trying to get his pants <sighs> off like so difficult to have standing up sex yeah, it's just, really difficult. It's just there's beds were invented for one reason, you know, for fucking there. That's where sex should happen on the bed. It's the best place to do it. It's like this. I get you're trying to like be sex up, but they get it in like he's there's a lot of um, nipple sucking in this movie. Yeah. And he she uses the water from the sink to put on her nipple, too. Yes. Yeah, totally. And so but then they immediately go dancing. I think all guys, when they were watching this movie for the first time, like looked at each other and like shook their head because as I'm watching last night, they're done screwing. He he has, they've both released. They both had great orgasms. Yep. And she says, what do you want to do? And the next scene, they're at a rumba joint I know. salsa dancing. I know. Nobody and, is doing that. And no concern. Look, you're having an affair, guy. Like. I get yeah. that you're, you're. I get that you're in the biggest city in the world, but no, no concern that you're going to run into somebody from the firm. 
Like you're just fucking out and about fucking dancing. Like, is there any more look at me? It's not like you're, it's not like you're in the corner of a dark bar having a conversation. You're fucking dancing. You're like, cha, 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 check me out. Just fucking dancing away on the dance floor. Kind of weird. I mean, it's a weird choice, but a choice that guys are having affairs sometimes make. Cause I remember running into a coworker with a, a, underling co-worker oh yeah and they were singing karaoke it was a bar that just happened to have like a karaoke guy show up you know how like no yes oh yes that that was a big deal jason jason stewart used to go to these he's jason stewart is a big karaoke guy and he would bounce around following he'd be like oh the good um karaoke guys at tijuana willies on thursdays we have to go there yeah, so so the, there was a uh, just a bar we were meeting at, and there was like a karaoke thing off to the side, and then we see like a uh, like a head trader, and it's with uh, like a, uh, a sales yeah, assistant, yeah. and it was like, oh well, yeah. last week I was with your wife uh, at yeah. the, uh, at Belmont, so this yeah. is interesting. Well, yeah, that's, that's some guys that, make bad choices when yeah. they're when they're having sex. Yeah, that's and 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 you know some things are more acceptable in certain lines of work. He 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 was the head trader and the head taker. <laughs> um, J- J- Jason's dog um shaking his collar in the background right there reminds me. So then, like, so you're you're right, Brian. Yeah, both sessions were had at her place because yeah. he just got back like the elevator scene. He comes back. Yep. And, uh, the dog has been laying by the, by the door yep. and he checks yep. the answering machine. So yes, everything was at her place. Yeah. She, 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 she sucks the literal life out of him on the elevator. The elevator. Yeah. And, and what was up with elevator technology in New York city in the 1980s? Like this is, this is not safe. You're supposed to be in some cage, you know, you like you could easily put your arm outside of the thing and you could oh, be there's, armless. There's still, my buddy uh, lives in a building with one of those like converted Shh. warehouse or you know, bank and stuff. Uh, like up. they still exist. Wow, so, li- so liability liability is not a thing uh, in, in New York City, because right. especially the elevator that takes him up to his car. Yeah, in the movie. yeah that, that's terrifying. That's yeah. Yeah. So they, scary. They, they still exist, but not in like a commercial Right, it, it, it's right. going to be you know sm- a smaller number of residents can deal with something like that. They're not going to let you do that for a parking garage because there's going to be lots of deaths in there. Yeah, for sure. So and here's another red flag: Dan Gallagher. He kind of so basically that's all one night, right? They do they do one night. They they fuck. Yeah. They go they go dancing. It all starts because he doesn't. He's a New Yorker that doesn't have a decent. He's a he's a New York lawyer that doesn't have a decent umbrella or is not able to operate his umbrella. So she, because in this sense, she's the, she's the alpha at this point, she has to rescue him with her umbrella. They go to dinner. And then before you know it, they're, they're banging, they're dancing, they're, they're blowing each other in the, in the elevator. But then that's it. Like, he's like, okay, I'm out of here. I wrote you a note. He goes home and he, he's got a lot of, you know, back to his boring ass law job. He's like, I got to, you know, I got to work. And she's like, look, your wife's gone. He's like, she's like, why don't you come back? You can work here. And and she, now she's like trying a little too hard, you know, and he, he falls for it. And then he brings a dog. And then this is look, <laughs> they're raffling. Yeah. You're, you're having, you're supposed to be having a fling. Okay. And what, what happens in a fling 
is is just the fucking. Like you just do the sex, and then that's that's all that happens. What do they do? They go out and uh, show of hands. Who in their life has ever frolicked like this? They're running. Yeah. It's just chas- straight up like romance movie frolicking. Yes, they're chasing each other on grass. Ta- I'm allergic to grass. Like I get itchy if I'm in too much grass. They're tackling each other on, on grass. It's disturbing. It's just I made that comment in the moment. I'm yes. like, what is this? This isn't playful, flirty. This is like aggressive and trying to hurt each other. And then he does the, the by the way, Horrible practical jokers, these two. Like horrible. Yes. yes. He acts like oh, he's yes, dead yes. From a heart attack. Yes. And then she she returns the favor by saying my dad died of a heart attack. Both of them are just awful. Yes. Awful practical jokers. I hate, I hate pranking. I hate pranking. And oh, then he, stupid. Yeah, he plays dead and then she flips it. But and I'm like, oh my God, she's that guy. The guy who's like, oh yeah, I actually, uh, I actually you can't make fun of lupus. I have an aunt with lupus. You know, she's like, oh, my dad died of a heart attack. Like, oh, OK. Right. We, You know, most people do. It's OK. But but then the red flags keep coming because yeah. they go back to her place. Oh, and my she's God. Blasting opera music. Opera. opera. And he's like, oh, I love Madam Butterfly. What? <laughs> what is what? happening here? What is going on? Like. She's she's forcing you to listen to opera and then you're acting like you like it. So not only do they frolic in the park, which is never happens, is not real. Then they go back and she's like, I'm a great cook. She makes him dinner at her place. That's a you've been dating for three months date. (laughs) That's not we just I'm having an affair with you. I just met you yesterday and banged you last night. Like, well, I don't come over for dinner. That is not something we do. That's a relationship move. Again, another red flag. Right. right. And, and 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 you while I'm cooking dinner, you got to listen to opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to throw and, on I'm going to throw on opera and then they kind of get in a little she throws out another red flag where she's like, "I feel like I know you already." That's you you just start backpedaling like fucking Daryl Green in that moment. You're like, but, "Oh, hey, actually, <laughs> I'm not Dan Gallagher lawyer." I'm Deion Sanders and I'm dropping back into cover two right now. Like I'm out of here. Goodbye. And during dinner, she she does it again where he, she asks him about his marriage and his family. And then he's like, I'm lucky. And she says, so what are you doing here? Yeah. Just lets that sit there. Yeah. Like what a fucking crazy bitch. Yeah. yeah. And and at some point she drops the always disturbing ML phrase. Oh. Make love. Which is a, yet another red flag. A, reg- I, a regrettable term. Yeah. But then on top of that, yeah. if you're going to use that term, that's yeah. not what people who are having no. a quickie affair no. are doing. No. Now – the the question is begged and it's it's not apparent in the movie but how good is michael douglas at fucking because this yeah. alex forrest is dick whipped 5 minutes in like this guy must right. just fucking lay it down like a pro because she is fucking into him and he's not really giving he's not saying he likes her he's all he does is talk about his boring job and his stupid family and his dumb kid and his dog. 
Like it's, he's not really offering and he's telling her, Hey, I we're, I'm married. Like I'm out of here. And yet she can't get enough. She, she literally not to spoil the plot. She has a fatal attraction on him. What is, <laughs> what do you think? Also, that's a big giveaway. I just realized that just now this is how dumb I am. I just realized that the name of the movie is actually a spoiler. <laughs> well, it's like, so they, they get done, as you just said, uh, having sex again. And yep. he's like, I got to go. I got yep. things to do. Yep. And she's like, um, she has a problem with him running away after every time yep. they, yeah. they make love. Yeah. And he says, um, uh, we're adults. And she gets all snooty about it. Yeah. But to be honest, at the very first dinner, she was the one who said, we're two responsible adults. Yeah, that's what they do. Adults. This is what they and do. And then she yeah. says, I would respect you more if you just told me to fuck off. So then he says, okay, fuck off. Fuck off and yeah. he tries to walk out. Yeah. Then this thing escalates in a hurry. Is that when she rips his shirt or did she rip it before he says fuck off? Yeah, I think um, she rips it before. I think it's before. but yeah. And then she, then she kicks him after yep. he says fuck off. So yep. she's hit him and she's kicked him. And then as he's walking out the door, it escalates in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And here was a, here was a, a, an easy out for him right here. Yes. He knows he knows he, he's in crazy town and he's in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And he has an out and he doesn't take it. Yeah. Right. He attempts to take her own life in front of him. She. Now, she yeah. As, as my girlfriend, Christina says. Yeah. Superficial attention getting wounds. You know what? My girlfriend Cheyenne said the exact same thing. Yeah. She's not deep enough. Cause I'm like, well, those would be bleeding way worse. And yeah. she's like, oh, no, 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 no. This is not an actual suicide attempt. Yeah. This is to get my attention. Yeah. So then what what are they like? What do you in that situation? You call 911, you fucking wash <laughs> your hands of the situation, and you go, look, I might have to come clean with the old lady. Like this, this could be the end of my marriage. I fucked up here. I right. fucked this up is, here. This I'm, is crazy town. I'm probably going to have to tell her what, what does Dan Gallagher do? Like, like he's in fucking platoon. <laughs> he goes upstairs. Triage and, unit. Yeah. He starts ripping up sheets, yeah. which is, I think something that only gets done in the movies. And he doesn't turn yeah, like, a kit. He doesn't, her, he doesn't check yeah. to see if she has towels. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Immediately. Why are you ripping towels? sheets? Or and bandages. They, yeah. And then he wraps her wrist and he, he like ties them with little bows. Like it's like a sassy little fucking <laughs> like wristbands. I, I mean, just stunning behavior by Dan Gallagher. He kind of deserves what happens to him considering all these red flags. You know who probably should have watched this movie is uh, Steve McNair. Old Air McNair. <sighs> oh, cinnamon roll? Yeah, Cinnabon. Cinnabon, that's it. Because, yeah. you know, he, yeah. he could have seen some red flags. And I, think that, didn't. I, th I think that, like, if Jaws was the movie that uh, scared people from going in the water for a yes. while, yeah. I think any guy watching this movie should have been scared straight a little bit. If Absolutely. They were at least a little bit. No, this, and, the affair rate had to go down immediately bit, after this because yeah. this is this is a a, a – a, real possibility not not like yeah. to this extent but yeah. close enough but you you and certainly I, would would have to watch the the signs a little more maybe pre this movie you think oh i'm just having fun you see this then you have to be looking for signs of crazy sure yeah yeah, yeah. 
no, he, he makes a lot of bad mistakes. And look, maybe you can give him, hey, he doesn't want her telling his wife. So he's going to hang out and like make sure she doesn't die. Although like once he saw her bleeding, like head out the door, buddy. Like Jeez. you're free and clear. Who cares what happens? You know, like oh, you're done. And also, they're not going to look know, for your jism inside of her. Yeah. And and, you know, he must be really good uh, at sex because. Yeah. He's wearing grippers the whole movie. Yeah, all right, right. He's wearing well, the whites. Yeah, it keeps it. Well, it was the eighties. Were were boxers invented in the eighties? Like, feel like I the box- wore boxers when I was eleven, so they yeah. were they existed. Even well, an eleven year old boy knew the the grippers were out. I feel like they fell out of favor though, because boxers, yeah, real big in the fifties, fifties and sixties and forties. You know, the guys going to war, they had like the green. Everything had to be green, including your boxers, so that. There was boxers around back then, but then I feel like seventies and eighties was was yeah. the real heyday for whitey tidy. Yeah, I guess it's just yeah. it's kind of jarring sometimes. Like that no, sex is. scene against the yeah. dirty sink. He's yeah. got the grippers at his ankles. I know, I know that was yeah that that was that was that really put me off as well. He but that that was the moment to bounce. Like I can get, I get that he can like hang out with her a little bit. Hey, how's the wrists? You know, you're not gonna, there's no pills around here, right? We good and, here. We good yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, we good. And then you're just, again, you're fucking, you're uh, trying to think of a third defensive back. I've already used Daryl green and Dion Sanders. Well, you could Revis Island. I mean, yeah, you could, yes. Daryl Revis, you could Daryl Revis. Your way back through the meatpacking district. Now I know the meatpacking district wasn't what it what what it is now back then, Ed. But did they really? I mean, were they really carrying meat? Like they were they were actually yes. like walking yes. through the yeah, actual yeah, yeah, yeah. meatpacking plants. Yeah. No, no, no. And and it actually existed until like really only about twenty years ago did it start to turn turn. So there would be clubs. And yeah. some really good dive bars. I never, I never went to the yeah. clubs, or maybe I went to one. Yeah. But I went to dive bars around there, and there would be like literally guys Stop it. carrying Stop it. things to trucks in the morning, no, like like sides yeah. of beef and like yes, le- like legs of lamb. Literally, where I think there's still some there, but there's like there's Gansevoort Hotel. There's like a lot of yeah. nicer things there, an Apple Store. Yeah. But I think there might even still be some of that. But that's still what it kind of looks like right but it's true life yeah so um he he i don't i don't know why he lingers but he does he lingers i guess he wants to make sure she's okay but then he eventually he bounces back to his house and this guy's making bad decisions left and right so he gets home and he's like oh i you know I've, i haven't been home all week that's how another way you know he didn't fuck her at his place because he gets home and he's like tossles the bed and, you know, he's got to go to work, but he's like, well, he, had to, he had the leftover spaghetti he had to get rid of. So he yes. fed it to the dog. So this is this is a huge this is a huge big mistake for me, because the, at one point, Ann Archer, again, pretty hot wife is. He, and by the way, yeah. they every single scene they have her in up until the very end is she is the perfect understanding totally wife. yeah yeah the model wife yes, like there are really no is. flaws yeah. every scene they have her in yeah. she is the exact opposite of whatever the mistress could be totally she she's banging she's very dutiful like exactly it's just the the picture perfect but at so, this is back in the 80s when um 
when men weren't allowed to know how to feed themselves, which is <laughs> very common. So she's like, hey, I remember I left that spaghetti sauce in the fridge because back in the day. Yeah, it's you, like we, a, a little Blondie comic strip, like yeah. still in the 80s. Men men would die if there wasn't a plate. And it wasn't just like the, the oh, wife man. would have to make the things. They would have to put it all on a plate and keep it in the oven for you or else you would not be able to sustain yourself. <laughs> Stu having a conversation off mic. The um, so she she's like, hey, I left you that spaghetti sauce. So he comes home and he tossles the bed, and then he's like, oh, I forgot to eat that spaghetti. He gives the spaghetti to the dog. That that dog is gonna and if, excuse my language here, that dog's gonna be spraying diarrhea all over his apartment in the next five minutes. Like he's gonna he gives he gives the. He gives the dog the spaghetti. That that is not the give, right the dog's yeah. diet. He didn't give the dog plain pasta. He gave it with the sauce. That's not yeah. good for the dog. No, he gives it with the sauce. <laughs> the dog the dog eats dog food. That as soon as he walks out the door, that dog is just gonna be just spackling the walls <laughs> with dog shit. And it's like what we're just supposed to expect that, that that's just a normal thing to do. Insane. Just just throw it in the throw it in the garbage disposal, buddy. Just be rid of there's it. No, Don't give it to the dog. Absolutely no garbage disposal. I know. As soon as I said it, I know. As soon as I said it, I'm like, wait, they don't have a dishwasher. They don't have a dog. They don't have a garbage disposal. Your best either. option is to throw it out the window. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Or just eat it. You got to be hungry. You've been fucking for two days. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Aggressively fucking. Big time. Um. So I don't know what else happens. So. He thinks she's it's done at that point, right? He's like, look, she tried to kill herself. Hopefully she gets help. And he tries to avoid the calls at that point. Yes, she starts calling his ass at work. She's call she's calling his secretary. And the he tells the secretary to run interference, and then she yeah. makes the jarring phone call at like 2 30 in the morning. Yes. Yeah. No, so but at some point she shows up like, oh, she calls him. But before before the phone call, right, she she shows up at his office. Yes. And she, and she's and he's like, you know, I hope you're OK. And she's like, um, you know, thank you. Thank you for staying with me that night. A lot of guys would have just run away. And then fucking red flag number 71. She's like, how about, um, you know, just as for old times sake, because we've We've known each other 37 <laughs> hours and we've already banged and um, a bunch of times and we went dancing and I made you dinner and we frolicked and I also tried to kill myself. How about like to catch up on old times, we go to a fucking, we go on a date to see an opera. Oh no. That's right. That's right. Madam Butterfly. <laughs> oh my God, I'm coughing. Madam Butterfly. Like, haven't I been through enough? I already pretended to like opera at your apartment. I'm not going to an actual opera. Could you imagine? Wow. And he he has, you know, he's a lawyer, so he knows kind of his way yeah. around words. Yep. He lets he lets her down pretty good here, and he has her at least as far as we know, understanding that this was a one time thing, and let's go our separate ways. I will notice. I will point this out. Very eighties. Thing on the desk were um, a uh, kind of like a, a glass of sharpened pencils yes, tons sticking of them. up. Tons of yeah. them at his law office. 
and a rubber band ball. Yes. When was the last time you saw a rubber band ball? I know. Yeah. And what is Today, what was that? And I'll tell you why. What? Yeah. Because I needed to get rubber bands, and I saw they sold them in Target in a ball form, and I was like, "No way!" That. Just today? I, Shut up! I Are you I, I got it me? over the weekend. I got it Shut over the weekend, up. and I used a rubber band from a rubber band ball today. Shh. I got it at Target over the I, weekend. I thought that stopped thirty years ago. You you I know did too. That's why I had to get it because I was like, I'm I'm actually looking for rubber bands. You, Ed. <laughs> it's a long long story, Ed. School you know, related. You know that there's s- some child slave in Macau right now. <laughs> that is that? that is yes. That she spends. She's four years old, and all she does all day is ball rubber bands. I'll send you guys a picture later. It's unbelievable. I, it was purchased in ball form. It wasn't like I created it. <laughs> unbelievable. That's so funny. But I got it because I was like, holy shit! I haven't seen one of these in forever. Um. Yeah. That that but is. By the way, good. I I looked up the androgynous daughter. She becomes Ruby Sue in Christmas Vacation. She's the one when he's staring out at the. He's fantasizing about the pool and he's starting to work one. The, oh yeah. Uh, that's her, Ruby Sue. Oh, she got other work as a child, but she yeah, uh, she was a child actor. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. That makes sense. That, yeah, that rings a bell. Oh yeah, for sure. So so we have two. Two actors in this movie that be, that were in National Lampoon's uh, right. yeah. franchise. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then he's, you know, the wife's back, and he's trying to he's he's trying to like make it seem like nothing's that big a deal, but he's way over the top with it. Like she's getting ready to do something, and sh- she's putting on her makeup, and he's just like sitting there, like longingly, like admiring her put on makeup like if you want to if the you want director t- made some choices with that scene too yeah he was like zooming in on her bra yeah. and it was like yeah. what's going on here did you did you guys notice and this was a big thing in the 80s that i recall and I, maybe it still is i'm not i just i have to be honest i haven't really noticed it in a long time ann archer was a non-upper leg shaver what, did you they guys notice her that? shaving her legs i don't i don't they remember sh- no they sh- they showed her in bed and her Upper legs had had a, a nice peach fuzz on I the upper leg, and in, <laughs> no, I did not know. In the yeah. in the eighties, that was I, I recall that being a thing where women would just shave like from the knee down, and they would not shave the upper portion of their leg. W- women in the audience reaction? Do you do, you, do you guys remember that? Interesting. Um, they oh, also. They- the one yeah. scene that shows, yes. I mean, we already knew she was crazy. The one scene where yeah. she's just turning the lo- the light on yes. and off. Yeah. That is yeah. scary. Yeah. Well, oh, is that when, that's when she calls at the dinner party, right? Or they're, they're, so no, they're, no, they're bowling. They're bowling, they're bowling when she does the lamp thing. There's, that was the juxtaposition of them having a great time with yeah. friends like and a double date bowling. with Stuart Pankin. Yeah. Has, has bowling ever been 1% as fun as they make it? out like they're like laughing and they're fucking like jumping up and high-fiving and doing like champions chairs and shit and it's like so exciting and then they then they have a dinner party and he's telling his boring ass law stories again and they're cracking up and pouring more champagne i mean i gotta feel like there's low-key there was a lot of yayo implied in this movie like there was there 
These these guys were blowing lines left and right. Bowling alley seems like probably a good place to do some cocaine. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah. uh, Mike Michael uh, Douglas and what's his face's uh, wife, his buddy's wife. Yeah, are lip kissing friends. Yes. So yes. there was the implication that there yes. was a, there was some swinging as well. <sighs> yeah, yeah. But Ann Archer, that's a bad <laughs> deal for her. That yeah. Yeah, she loses that one. Yeah, she loses that one. Yeah, yeah. You definitely. That's yeah. That's, I'm not that's, fucking Stuart Pankin. That's that's really. I mean, this, do we have any swingers in the audience? Because that seems like a, a real problem in the swingers community is just the unfair trade. And I, I feel like it's usually the wife that gets that has to take one for the team. She's she's really she would really be it. taking one for the team. Yes. I guess one. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was real true to life. So eventually, like she's calling during the dinner party. She's you know, she's we can see that she's losing. And then. She pulls out a couple of just the the good old chestnuts. First of all, she comes to his office to see him and she drops the I love you and which, you know, red flag number 79. And he's like, uh, uh, you know, he doesn't run away. But then she throws out the old I'm pregnant I'm with yep. child with child. Now, look how. How long has it been? You know, has she had time to miss a period? This might, this might be, this might support Jason Stewart's timeline in this movie a little bit better. That she, you know, enough time has passed that maybe she's not showing up every day, but she's still calling. He thinks it's kind of fading out, but then she shows back up and she's, she's claimed she's pregnant. Now, again, Michael or uh, Dan Gallagher's decision making here uh, immediately. He's he just believes her. He's like, oh, yeah, I guess. And she because she's like, and this this is this is something a liar always does immediately. She goes, oh, you can call my doctor. Go, go ahead and call Dr. Stevens. He'll tell you. He'll tell you that I'm pregnant. And, and so he immediately believes her. But this goes back to something he did earlier in the movie. This guy went unsheathed with the rando. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, he had to have because they were, they were fucking in the elevator. He was not preparing anything there. No, he's now not. Not only does he go unsheathed with a rando, he stays in. He's yeah. He finishes. He finishes internal. And this is at the the height of the AIDS crisis. Oh, there was yes. there there was a lot of fear yes. in 1987 of going in unsheathed. It's it, it yes and. I don't, I, it's my recollection that you typically have a conversation about that where a, I'm going in unsheathed and here's what, where I'll be finishing because he does do that thing where he's like, well, you didn't, you know, you're not on anything. This is, this is discussed beforehand before the internal ejaculation, right? right. You don't have to be animals. Like there can be some yes. conversation. Yes, there has to be. You don't you don't just rock and fire. I don't yeah. care if it's 1987 pulled, or not. Hold down the grippers and went at it on the dirty dishes. Yes, unbelievable. And then he's like, well, then he does what the, a sane person would do. And he's like, all right, well, look, look, I'll have um, maybe you can get a ride from your brother, Brad. He'll he'll drive you down to the <laughs> yeah. to, to, to the. You can tell him you're going bowling or whatever, and he'll 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 drive you down to the clinic. And he's like, and I'm good, for, you know. I'll take care of him. I'll pay for it, which is a very nice thing to do. But then she's like, oh no, 
I'm having it. I'm keeping it. And which again, that, I mean, he starts to kind of go a little bit insane. This is right around the part where he tells us that he's 36 years old, which is a little shocking. So he's like, he's kind of losing it. And then I can't remember. I guess this is what prompts. Oh, he, he wants to determine whether or not this is true or what, like what he sneaks into her apartment. He sneaks into her apartment. And, and what does he discover? Maybe, maybe the most disturbing thing we find out about Alex Forrest. She's a scrapbooker. Yeah. <laughs> Very disturbing. Hey fam, there's still a lot more of this episode to hear, but it's only available to our bonus content subscribers. Click the link in the show notes or go to theballerlifestyle.com and subscribe so you never miss a minute of the show. Brian Beckner, quick to dissect the week in sports and culture and whatever. Podcast man, no one is above us. Five star, even the haters will love us. And we're not trying to talk politics a lot. We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot. Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top. Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is so flawless, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. Listen up, you players and shot callers, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is for all us, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller.